And now, the cleanest hour in podcasting with your host, Ralph Peterson. This is the Housekeepers Podcast. And just like that, Dana Cohn, we are live. (laughs) Awesome. (laughs) Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for coming on with me. Thank you for inviting me. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. I'm excited. You've been doing, so it's DMP cleaning service. Yes. Yes, it is. Since 2011. Is that right? Yes. Yes. Since the very beginning of 2011. So you've been at this for 10 years. Yes. I have been at this hard for 10 years. Yes, I have. I will say. So I imagine you have some insight. (laughs) I think so. I guess nobody really ever asked it. This isn't the type of, nobody ever really asked my insight. So I'm really new to people actually wanting to know about the cleaning service industry. So it's pretty exciting to be honest with you. You know, what's funny is you hear an off, like being an entrepreneur is very, Mm -hmm. it's very hot right now. I mean, it is everybody wants to be an entrepreneur and nobody wants to listen to us. Like we listen, Mm -hmm. we want to learn how to run a business. Come with me. Right. Sell. I know. Right. No, exactly. Run a housekeeping, you know, like that. If you can do it here, I imagine you can do it anywhere. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what I do like about this business is that you can take it anywhere. Honestly, as long as I feel like now I definitely could, if I wanted to relocate anywhere, I think I could start over and have another successful business wherever I relocate. A million percent. Definitely think so. Especially right now, because cleaning services are, this is the industry right now. Finally. We this is the those. industry. <laughs> We've been waiting a very long time for people to really understand our work in this industry, to be honest with you, because it's a dirty job to clean people's homes and to clean behind people in public areas. And people don't understand that. It's not a pretty job. You know, it's not a pretty job at all. But it's a very, how can I say it? I love it because I love seeing the outcome. I love making the people happy. I love making homes and businesses and restaurants shine. I just, I love it. I think it's fun for me. It's probably not fun for everybody else, but it's fun for me. So I enjoy it. I like that a lot. Let's go all the way back to the beginning though. Let's start. Okay. Awesome. Where are you from? Are you from Florida? I am. I'm originally from Florida. I'm originally from down South, Vera Beach, Florida. Um, It's pretty small there. I relocated here about 10 years ago. My grandmother passed away. Yep, I did. Um, I came here. My mom, (laughs) it all starts with your mom. And my mom had a cleaning business. (laughs) Oh, I love this. Yep, yep, she did. But she only did new construction. Um, When when did she she have it? Like, how old were you when she had this business? Oh, well, she's always been in the packing fruit industry. That was really big down south in Vera Beach, where I'm from. It's citrus, it's oranges, it's grapefruit. So she not was really picking, big in that. Not picking. No, no. Packing, packing fruit, packing fruit. Yeah. I didn't know that was in the profession. boxes. It was back, I guess, in the 80s. All right. <laughs> I don't want to say my age, no. But um, <laughs> so she did that most of my life. But during the off season, because it's a seasonal job. Oh, yeah, sure. Yep. She would clean houses, actually mansions over on John's Island. They would go. You're going to clean houses. Yep. You might as well go for the mansions. Well, (laughs) you know, if you had your choice. 
Exactly. And they would do that in the summer or time and they would bring all of the kids with them. So us girls would have to come along and we would be polishing silverware. I mean, because that's the type of stuff they did back then, you know, and I guess as the years went on, she just got into new construction cleaning and that was her thing. She really liked it. And she started a pretty good business in Marion County. And, and when I moved up here, I just started helping her. You know, I said, well, you know, I don't have anything else to do. So let me help you. I did work. I worked full time, um, so but I was always on. You're skipping a whole chunk of time here. For, wait. Okay. Go ahead. You said you have sisters? No, I'm an only child. Oh, I thought you said you had sisters. Mm-mm, nope. No, so you're an only child. Only child. And you're working with your mom in high school. What'd you do after high school? Restaurants. I was in the restaurant serving industry. So like being um, a waitress, that kind of thing? Yeah, being a waitress, bartender. I did that pretty much my entire life. At one time, I did work at Disney. Like a green? So that was fun. As a character for one, one? for a couple years. Which one? <laughs> Pluto and Eeyore. So two different characters. And that fun. was fun. That was fun. It was fun. And then basically just waitressing my entire life. That's all I've ever done. And then I decided... When I moved here, like I said, 10 years ago is where I relocated here. And when I did that, I started working with my mom and I just liked it. I was also a waitress at Outback Steakhouse at the time. And I don't know, I just kind of, I had a lot of regulars and I was going to school full time for my business degree. I didn't know exactly what I wanted to do with my life. And I just started kind of telling my clients, my customers, I clean houses and it just kind of went from there. And next thing you know, I'm cleaning a lot of houses, I guess, because I got to the point to where I finally was able to say, okay, I am making the same amount of money doing this as I make it my full-time job. So it's time for me now to give all faith to God, because honestly, that's what I did and step out and go for it. You know, I had really great opportunities. I had people coming to me in the restaurant industry, wanting me to clean their restaurants. And that was opening up big doors. And it just kind of went from there. This is really great. It's like the side hustler's <laughs> dream, right? Everybody who has a side hustle, it's that question about motivation, right? Mm-hmm. You know, you can't motivate, exactly. you know, find people who are motivated. You know what? Maybe they don't like working for you. Maybe they don't like the job, but when they go home, they're spending eight, 10 hours on their side hustle. Let me tell you, mm-hmm. you have some yeah. motivated people, some passionate people. And then to be able to take that side, that kind of the same thing happened to me. Like I was working in housekeeping, and I was doing management, trying to get new managers in and everything. And I found out how much I absolutely love to teach. And mm-hmm. so I started a little side hustle. It sounds so ridiculous. My side <laughs> hustle was teaching. Yeah. <laughs> I started to make more money or as much money, not more money, but as much money mm-hmm. teaching as I didn't. And I was like, ladies and gentlemen, I mean, yeah, exactly. what are yeah. we doing here? Exactly. No, it's exactly true. And You know, I just went from there and I haven't looked back. Honestly, I've continued to just, you know, pivot during the pandemic. We had to pivot a lot and just continue to move forward. And I'll probably be. What is your main business? Is it restaurants? Is it home? um, It was at some point. It's always been a mixture of commercial, residential and construction. So I do have builders. So we do a lot of new construction cleaning. We do that. As it comes up, I usually save the weekends for it. I'm not so much into the commercial cleaning right now because of the pandemic, everything happening when everything shut down at one time, you know, a lot of things just 
and she, I had to pivot my business around a lot to where we can't just be in one area because there's no commercial, there's no restaurants open, there's no nothing. We don't know for how long. So what did and you do? What did you end up doing? We went residential completely. I went residential. I already had a ton of residential. I'm in the retirement communities here. So mm-hmm. we've got two huge retirement communities, the villages, number one, mm-hmm. and we're in the retirement communities. And thankfully, most of my clients, I cut, I was already ahead of the virus back in February when I started seeing it over in China and stuff. We we're all smart. So we all know <laughs> that <laughs> people travel, so things can happen. So I, at that time, started kind of preparing, you know, like, okay, this is going to happen. It's happened before in the past, not to this extent, but, you know, we need to start preparing. And I started, you know, I did start telling our clients, I think they thought I was crazy in the beginning, but I'm like, you know, I'm hearing that there's a virus out there. I just want to let you know that we're prepared. We, you know, we are making sure that we have masks and we're wearing all of our protective gear. You know, we're sanitizing, we're disinfecting. Right now, you want us doing those things, you know, so we kind of got ahead of it that way. But it, you know, it was scary at first. For about two weeks, we shut down completely mm-hmm. just so we could see what was really going on. I wanted to kind of do my own research, watch a lot of news, go down the rabbit hole. Oh, and no. Just know. <laughs> but just know. So we knew exactly what was going on. And then I felt that we were okay to go back and cleaning into people's homes, cleaning as long as they felt fine with it. And they did, you know, my retired clients have waited their entire lives to have a cleaning service. So they're like, I want you here no matter what. (laughs) So that's always been a great blessing. But that's really, that's really great. And you speak to a lot of things about, so a couple of things, number one about diversification I mm-hmm. really yeah. messed up in my business when I first started. I was only doing one thing. And I was like, I'm mm-hmm. just going to be specialized in this one thing. And then when you yeah. lose it, I mean, exactly. then you lost everything. Yeah. I lost everything. So diversifying. Diversity is very important. It is. Mm-hmm. And I have coached plenty of women along the way on how to run and start cleaning businesses. And I've always been big on that, on telling people and you know, sometimes they just want them move out cleans and sometimes they just want the move in cleans. Well, during the pandemic, nobody was moving. Yeah. You know, there was no work in that area. You know, there's not during the pandemic, everything shut down. You know, thankfully we're in Florida. So it's booming here with construction cleaning. And honestly, that is what saved us in the very beginning of the pandemic was the fact that my builders were like, whoa, I can't keep up with building right now, much less everything else. And, you know, we were like, let's do it. Let's, you know, we're, that's what we've done our time. You guys got more, let's do construction cleaning. I mean, we've got to do something to bring the money in. And I am very thankful that, you know, the diversity was there because we had those options and it was really important because a lot of my friends and other services around me were closing down completely because they didn't have the work. They didn't, you know, they didn't have the work. It's kind of hard. The beginning of a pandemic, it's not so much now because everybody's starting cleaning services, but it's hard for people to trust you to come into their home in the middle of all this when they're scared in retirement communities. So, you know, it was really important. Not only that, but so there's the cleaning industry itself took a humongous hit during the coronavirus, Mm -hmm. which you wouldn't, you know, on first kind of first look at it, you'd be like, why would clean, you know, you would think cleaning is even more important. But to your point, all these businesses shut down. 
There weren't yeah. anybody going to the offices. Offices didn't need to be cleaned anymore. Banks didn't need to be cleaned anymore. Schools didn't need to be cleaned anymore. Yeah, exactly. That. But many homeowners finding themselves at home didn't cleaning themselves. Yeah, yeah. You know, they stopped their services as well. And mm -hmm. because of that, it became really, really challenging. Now, I work in healthcare. So mm -hmm. I had the opposite experience where we had a ton of work and no employees. Oh, yeah. And yeah. we're still suffering from that. It's still mm -hmm. the healthcare industry. I'll tell you what, if you want to clean your business right now and you're interested <laughs> in working, if you don't have enough jobs, look at the health. <laughs> yeah. I mean, mm -hmm. it's 24-7. It's 365 yeah. days a year. So it's a good anchor, right? It's a good anchor mm -hmm. business, which sounds like what you already have is some good anchoring businesses, right? Like the villages, mm -hmm. that's a good anchor for you because yes. it's a nice piece of business. It's consistent. Mm -hmm. You can rely on it, right? It's like getting a yes. Sears store or a JCPenney in a mall, right? Like that big anchor exactly. business. And, and I've learned that along the way because in the beginning, you know, you're out there, you're grinding, you'll take anything and anyone, you know, you just want to get your name out there. And I've learned along the way that I really like the retirement communities <laughs> because I think that the, most of them tell me I will leave my husband before I will leave you, Dana. So I feel pretty solid. And, and you know, you build relationships. I've been cleaning for these people for 10 years. You know, most yeah. of them I've had since the beginning. Nice. And it's just... They're consistent. I've had, okay, I've had younger families throughout the years and nothing against the younger generation. All you new businesses go for them. But as soon as, you know, summer's out, they're on a budget. So they need to let the cleaning service go. And then they want to bring you back when school starts. But then here comes Christmas. So we have to let you go because Christmas is here. And, you know, for us, you're a business. You need the consistency. I mean, this is, this pays our bills. This is what mm -hmm. we do. I honestly just, I need, I want the consistency. I want to know every day where I'm going to be, what I'm going to be doing. I love cleaning on clean. So I'm all about, you know, the weeklies, the bi-weeklies, the monthlies, knowing that I'm maintaining them on a regular basis mm -hmm. versus the move-ins, the move-outs. I don't really do any of those unless it's for my clients. Yeah. I just, I want the consistent work where other mm -hmm. girls that I've coached, they don't, they want all the, you know, basically having to go on marketing every week to try to get to work where I'm, I'm kind of like locked in. You know, if I have a spot that comes available, then yeah, I have a waiting list and I'll start calling them up. Hey, are you guys, which they usually are still looking for a cleaning service. So I'm usually pretty good with getting back in there. So it's worked out really well. I've learned a lot throughout the years and I've learned exactly what I want and where I want to be. I think that's super important. That's probably the number one thing that all of us need to kind of uncover is mm -hmm. who you like working with. What do you like yeah. doing? And mm -hmm. then, you know, if you're blessed, I think Gary Vaynerchuk, do you know who Gary Vaynerchuk is? No, no. Social media guy. He's a big entrepreneur okay. guy, but he always says, and it's so right. If you're lucky enough to be halfway decent at what you love to do, you know, that's great, right? That's brilliance right there. So find something you just, like and are good enough at and just make it laser focused and make and that's kind of like what you're mm -hmm. saying about i did the same thing i've worked with people who i would have given anything to get their contract anything i mean I, all i wanted was to work with them because all i was thinking about was the contract 
and what, you know, it could potentially financially do for me. And then I get in there and I'm working for them. And I'm like, I would pay anything to not have this contract. (laughs) (laughs) And see, that's how I was in restaurant cleaning because restaurant cleaning is 365 days a week. It's yearly. I mean, we were cleaning chain restaurants and one of them we had to clean, had to be cleaned by the time they opened up at 10 a.m. And the other one was a bar chain restaurant and it didn't close till two o'clock and it was in Gainesville. So it was in college town. So you can only imagine. So you never had a day off because if your employees don't show up to clean that restaurant, guess who's coming? And do you know how many times employees don't show up to clean the restaurant? So my husband or I would have to crawl out of bed and go clean the restaurant because it has to be done. You know, we've done dealerships, RV dealerships. We did a big RV dealership for about a couple of years. And, you know, that's doing the offices and stuff just, but you have to be there Monday through Friday. There's no time to go on vacation Saturday and Sunday, you know, because every time we go on vacation, we only go to like Daytona because we have to be like an hour (laughs) away just in case we have to come back and work the business because you just, you know, it's hard. You always have to be on call. And that's why I have to tell people when I'm training them, you know, I'm telling them all the time, even the girls I'm coaching, this is your business. There's really no holidays, except for if you schedule them out, you know, you write, I write my own schedule and I don't give myself enough days off. So it's a full-time job, you know, all the time. I don't remember the last time I gave myself a day off. How dare you? (laughs) Well, yeah, I am off on Sundays and Mondays, but sometimes on Mondays I'm having, we're doing construction cleaning, you know? Mm -hmm. So right now it's Florida, it's hurricane season. So everything gets rescheduled constantly. You know, you're having to be flexible a little bit and, you know, so, but. I wonder, you know, there's a time when you first start in your business where Mm -hmm. in cleaning, where you take on, when you're first starting out, you take on the work that you can physically do yourself. And then you Mm -hmm. start moving out of that solo premiere type of move to where you're taking on work that you can't, you need other people to do it too. You're going to start relying and hiring people and relying on them because eventually you get to a point where if you had 10 people called out, nine places are not going to get cleaned. Because you just physically be able to be Mm -hmm. in all Mm -hmm. those places. And I imagine that's where you are now. Yeah. It's in that place where you're beyond where you could physically do it yourself. Yeah. Well, honestly, I'm the only one doing it right now. So, so yep, yep, yep. It's just me right now. I had an employee. I did hire a new employee a few months ago. And I mean, you go through a month of training these people and then they're like, the work is too hard. (laughs) <laughs> I love it. Dana, Dana, let me, let me, let me tell you <laughs> this is gonna suck to hear i know it you're never going to find an employee who's going to treat your business like it's there like you do i like it there's you're exactly right you know i just you're always going now, to be more dedicated. yeah it's really hard the last one kind of hurt a little bit because i had a ton of clients that i had to let go at one time because i physically could not do all the work you know i had enough work from myself and employees and i think when it came down to that it it really did it physically made me ill to have to, to do that sorry my dogs in the background but 
you know. You have a zoo back here. There's birds, I there's dogs. I do. I do have a zoo. But, <laughs> you know, that really hurt to have to let go. I mean, you have to call these people who you created you know, relationships with. And not only that, I had a ton of people that were on my waiting list that I finally was able to get to and get them estimated, do their walkthroughs, get them on, you know, on our calendar and to have to let them all go. It was hard, you know, and it looks bad on me. Yeah. What are you doing about that? What is your strategy going forward? How are you getting staff? What are you doing? Well, right now I took it all down to what I could handle, you know, so I'm not doing any commercial. I am doing construction. So my husband does that with me. And right now I'm just doing residential. I've got a book calendar for myself and Moving forward, once I see exactly what is going on with the pandemic more and more, because I'm in retirement communities. So I'm in a lot of people that are very vulnerable. They're older and they also don't want the revolving door inside their home. You know, they live in very nice homes. These are very nice areas. And, you know, they just don't, they want to know that it's going to be the same people in their home cleaning. They want that relationship with them. And they're on Facebook. <laughs> They're all on their own Facebook groups. So I don't really market on Facebook or the internet very much or any marketing because they do it all for me. You know, they're constantly chatting about me. He needs a cleaning service. It's constantly, you know, try DMP cleaning and this, that, and the other. So it's just, they're doing all my marketing. So they're on Facebook. So as soon as something does not go right or goes wrong, they're going to talk about it there as well. So, yeah. so it's a kind of a catch 22, right? It is. It really, you know, it really is. I understand that, but I just wonder because you're in, you're in Florida, right? So you're in the most open state. I mean, is there another state that's open as much as Florida is? Is Texas open as much as Florida? Maybe, maybe Texas. I don't know, but you're in a very open state, right? So there's not a lot of regulation, am I wrong? That's stopping construction, stopping visits, stopping going to grocery stores, restaurants. You don't have any, are there any restrictions in Florida? No, not really. No, not really. We're pretty much open. Yeah, You do have to wear masks in medical facilities and they are wearing masks. Uh, They ask you if you're not fully vaccinated to wear a mask into the places. But I think pretty much the people who are vaccinated are going to be vaccinated, which are all the elderly people in the retirement communities. They are all vaccinated. All of our clients Mm -hmm. are vaccinated, but they're still scared. Of course. You know, they are still scared because, you know, they hear of all the new, you know, the new variants or new different I don't know, whatever you want to call it, all the different types coming out. So they still are scared and they do definitely feel a lot more comfortable just with one person in their home right now versus two or three. Um, I understand that, but I just wonder, I mean, what does the future look like if you're only doing the, you know, I mean, how can you grow like that? Right. I mean, well, you know, I've asked myself that so many (laughs) times because I've been working at this business for 10 years years now and don't get me wrong i've had tons of employees through the past and and it it's just that time right now you know people aren't applying number one and if they are applying they're not coming to the interviews it's like they're applying maybe for certain reasons you know i don't know but they're not coming to the interviews so you could set up a total of 25 50 interviews and nobody's showing up You know, you got one or two people that show up and you ask them their qualifications. Have they ever cleaned? Oh, yeah. You know, nobody 
is excited about it, I want you to be excited to clean. I want you to be excited. I want you to be presentable. I want you to enjoy it because, you know, I feel like as a business owner, I want to validate my employees. I really want them to feel special working for us. I want them to make a, a living, you know, and you just don't, you know, it's, it's a hard market right now. It really is. Trust me. I talk about it all the time because my husband did work with us full time. It was me and him doing it completely full time. But with the pandemic and everything closing down and us not knowing exactly what's in store, he went to work for UPS full time. Mm-hmm. And he loves that because it's UPS. So it's very I'm not you know, stable. <laughs> yeah. So you, right UPS, now I'm kind of still UPS, figuring out. UPS is a know. crappy job. I'm sorry. I said UPS is a crappy job. Yeah. There, yes, there it is. I mean, it's a lot different than than cleaning it, houses. No, of course it is. But it just appreciate that it's still a crappy job. It's yeah, still, yeah. you know, it's backbreaking. It's long hours. It's in and out of vehicles, yeah. right? And that's only if you're driving. If you're in the warehouse, and he is. He's a driver, right, right? If you're in the office, I mean, it's HR. It's payroll issues. Like every part of UPS's business sucks mm-hmm. to one extent to the other, right? But still. Right. They're getting staff, right? So I'm just like put it into context. Like there's got to be a reason why somebody's going somewhere, right? Mm-hmm. Is Florida one of those states where you're getting a lot more unemployment benefits for not working, that kind of thing? No, not right now. Oh, good. The unemployment, yeah. extra unemployment has stopped. Oh, good, good. Because I know uh, that's hurting us for a long time. But, but they still are getting some benefits. I'm not exactly sure what, mm-hmm. but the unemployment has. What, what about where you're at? Yeah, they're, we're having like a plethora of problems from they're raising the minimum wage to $15. They just did here for too. workers. They're doing that here too. Not for healthcare workers. Oh, uh, no? Yeah, no, no, no. There's no mandatory $15 an hour for housekeepers in healthcare. You know mm-hmm. why? Nobody cares about housekeepers in healthcare. Yeah, they don't. They don't. So what is the mandatory 15 then for? It's for fast food workers. That's it? Yeah. And so now... You go to a fast food restaurant and there's one employee or the one person cooking and mm-hmm. one person handling the 18 registers, but you do all the, everything yourself. Whatever, yeah, exactly. Whoever's brain, whoever's like, oh my God, you know what we should do? We should make it so there's no employees. <laughs> like, <laughs> I know. Is that? I but, know. We were at Walmart and I said, we have, were checking ourselves out and I said, we should get a discount for this. Like there should be a five or a 10% discount for checking yourself out, you know, but- you know, that was initially, and it still is to a great extent, that whole process, that whole idea of making self-checkouts available actually mm-hmm. came from customer complaints. And it was oh, from really? customer complaints because the grocery store, supermarkets, couldn't get staff to come in. And so you've oh. gone to a grocery store where there's two people at a register and 80 people in yeah. line. That's mm-hmm. a staffing problem. That, that's not the supermarket going... Uh, screw the customer. We're not going to bring more staff in here. They, nobody's saying screw the customer. Right. <laughs> she, she, did you call her? Is she coming in? She said she'd be here. Well, she's not here. And you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> and then somebody, and somebody in line says, well, I'll just check myself out. And they're like, why don't we have, I wish you could check yourself out, honey. I would give you the ability. And then technology just caught up with it. Yeah. And, now, all of a sudden, when you go there's some grocery stores, as you know, from Amazon, where there's mm-hmm. absolutely no registers. Oh, yeah. We haven't had those yet. There's no registers. There's no people. 
Oh, wow. You walk in the front door with a cart, you scan your phones, get scanned on the cart, and then everything you put in your cart gets automatically scanned and charged to your bill as you walk out the door. You I'm no read about it, but we don't have that here. <laughs> no employees. Oh, None. wow. And I don't know whose idea it was. They, you know what we should do? We should create a society where we don't need anybody. What? Huh? <laughs> I know. I like the customer service interaction. I don't know. That's where I get my small talk. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always talking to the cashier at Publix, and you know, I'm always like talking to the person that makes my coffee. That's where I get my little bit of interaction, I guess. So I like the customer service. Me too. And I saw a post the other day, and I shared it because I thought it was really, I thought it was great, and I thought it was. I thought it was both great and unsettling at the same time. And it was a post that said, most employees are not showing up. So the ones that do, please be kind to them. Yeah. Um, so I love that. I love that as a little mm -hmm. reminder that, you know, we should be kind because these people really haven't been, you know, I mean, we're struggling to get staff in. So if anybody shows up, let's show them a little peace and love. Yeah. At the same time, I mean, I can't believe that we live in a society now where people are willing to fist fight you if you get mm -hmm. their food order wrong. Mm -hmm. I mean, people are, you know, there's Mad. videos of people are treating employees so terrible. Yeah. I told this story before on the show, but there's a Staples or was a Staples, you know, the office supply store mm -hmm. near me. It's now closed and it's closed because of the customers. Oh, the wow. customers mm -hmm. were so unruly. Every time they would go in, they would start fist fights. They were oh, wow. always looking to fight each other. They would go in, the kids would be unsupervised, and kids are opening paint and markers and, you know, destroying brand new office equipment and paper. And I talked to the manager. The manager's like, they're closing the store. It's the people who patron that store have zero respect. That's the biggest challenge, I think. You know, like you were saying, like you could, it's super scary to even hire somebody. And to say that, hey, they represent me. They speak for me. So if they're in your home, they're in your home on my behalf. And then you find out something terrible happened and you're like, I know. No. And, you know, and it has happened to me in the past. I, I have had people steal from my clients and I have had that phone call where, and they know it's not me because I've been cleaning with them for years. So thankfully, <laughs> you know, but. I have to take the blame for it because it's my business and I have to replace the items that have come up missing. And then I've got to be the one that apologizes how sorry I am. And I've also got to address it with that employee, which is even more embarrassing to have to address that because they're going to deny it. They always do. Nobody ever admits that they're stealing. So you have to let them go. And I don't know. I've had that happen in the past and that doesn't look good. The no call, the no shows, having to call the clients the day of and tell them, Hey, listen, I'm really sorry, but we've got to, you know, I just don't want that in my business. So I just, where I'm at right now, I'm okay. I do pray all the time that God is going <laughs> to send me that person that's going to want to do this, you know? And do you have kids, Dana? I do. Yep. How, I do. How old are they? I have a daughter who is almost 26 and I've got, I don't know why she's not running a broom. What are you talking about? Almost 26. That sounds like the perfect age for a broom. She's in Tampa. I wish my girls would want to clean with me. Good Lord. I got three of them total. So I really wish they would, but she's in Tampa. She's got her, 
big girl job, you know. Now, don't get me wrong. She's worked with me in the past uh, plenty of times, especially when she needs, you know, the extra money to do something. She'll come work with mom real quick. And but she has her job in Tampa. And then my other two, uh, we've got a son and a daughter, stepchildren. I do. They're my husband's. But one is a nurse. She's an RN. So and the other works for the electric company. It's a guy, but he has a girlfriend and her. She does come work with me, but she's also going to school to be an RN. So nobody wants to get into the cleaning business with me, unfortunately. So, you know, I wish they would. I really do. I wish they would. I tell them all the time. They're like, no, mom, we're going to have real jobs. And I'm like, okay. You know, it's funny how I started talking to you first about how popular entrepreneurship is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. At the same time, I also want to say, I don't know a single 18, 19, 20 year old, not that I know a lot of them, but I'm around a few. I don't know any of them that are seriously looking at starting their own business. When I was a kid, I had a paper route. I bought and sold baseball cards. I did baseball card trade shows at the mall. I attended, you know, like I legit had my first business, legit business with my little license said collectibles for kids. I was 17 years old. You know, like it's just kind of like always been in. And my dad was the same way. My dad was always a side hustler. He was, I mean, he would just get into everything and anything, anything he could turn into money. He was interested in it. Yeah. Never an idle hand. Like he was always, always busy. So I, you know, when I meet kids, I too, I'm, I'm interested in employees. I need employees. I'm all about finding people who want to work for somebody else. Come work for me. Mm -hmm. At the same time, I'm kind of like, do you understand how much better it is to work for yourself? I know. know. I love working for myself. (laughs) The risk or you're articulating pretty well is terrible. I mean, there can Mm -hmm. be really bad consequences, but the reward on the other side, I mean, can we speak to that a little bit? I mean, it's simply amazing. To be able to have the ability to sell yourself, deliver on that sale, not only get paid, but get praise, get people to talk more about you. I went, when I first moved to New York, I moved into a high rise Mm -hmm. and they gave me a packet, you know, the high rise packet had the rules, the regulations, you know, when to move in, when you can't move out, you know, all this, everything. And then the last thing she goes, here's a business card of the housekeeper who everybody in the building uses. Oh, wow. Okay. I said, everybody uses this one housekeeper. She said, everybody. And I said, why? She said, because she's that good. Okay. Now think about that for a second. And it took months because I'm a single guy at the time. Mm -hmm. No single guys are having a housekeeper come in. It's just not happening. But, you know, it took months for me to go, Hey, I should get somebody in there. Mm -hmm. And her card was on my refrigerator. And, you know, it just speaks to that whole point about word of mouth and how much advertising is she doing? Zero. There were 70 units in that building. Mm -hmm. And she's cleaning them all. Even if she's only cleaning them all every other month, she's busy. What girl's busy? Mm -hmm. Yeah, She's busy busy and she's doing all right for herself with one building. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I think at this time I've got about 45 consistent clients every month. That's great. Only one of them I do weekly at this time, but she also has a 6,000 square foot home. (laughs) So she is my weekly client. And then the other ones, I do have a lot of bi-weeklies and then the rest are all monthly. Yeah. So I wonder, where do you see your business going? I mean, I think, well, hold on, before you answer, let me say this. Let me say this. Okay. 
we talked a little bit before we got on the call mm -hmm. about how good coronavirus was for our industry. Mm -hmm is for our industry as far as and good for us is a terrible way of putting it but just to say because i'm not being crass about it i mean to say that housekeeping has always been important but we've always been on the back seat nobody's ever thought it wasn't important but it wasn't the first thing that's important right we were part of the team we just weren't the first players right and right now we're getting a shot at being at the tip of the spear, kind of the first consideration is housekeeping, is the disinfecting, is the cleaning, and which is really nice. I think it's really nice for us. And I think you said it's about time. So, <laughs> right? Yes, for sure. <laughs> I'm going to tell you that COVID, let's say COVID is over, completely out of the lexicon in okay. eight months. Okay. In 10 years, I'm still going to be using the word COVID. Mm -hmm. Because I'm going to hold on. Yeah, I, know. I am going to hold on. I'm just going to keep it top of mind. My business is the cleaning industry. So my business is try to keep us in the front. Mm -hmm. Keep housekeeping at the seat at the seat at the table. At the head of the table, housekeeping is just as important as everything else you're doing in your business and your operation. Especially in healthcare, housekeeping, I say, is needs to be, you know, at the executive yeah. table. That being said, I don't think there's less opportunity now. I think there's more opportunity. I think our industry really suffered a lot in 2020. A lot of people went under who had small, even large, you know, not just small mom and pop housekeeping companies and solopreneur housekeeping companies, but even larger ones. I mean, mm -hmm. where all your business was based on office cleaning. I mean, it was a real, real challenge. I think that bubble has been burst. I think that mm -hmm. we are going in the opposite direction. I think you're going to see an explosion of opportunity out there where people are, you know, where the housekeeping is going to explode. And so my question to you then, having said all that, <laughs> is where are we going? I mean, you have 10 years of experience. Yeah, You've gone through everything I, so far. I'm debating that as, you know, we're thinking about that. Could, I mean, every day I'm turning away. I'm constantly turning away people. I'm turning, you know, today. And I'm it's because you don't have staff, people. right? It's because you don't have anybody. Yep, because I don't, you know. And I'm sending them to other, I always refer them to somebody else, even when they call me. I like I that. Good for you. Good I'm for just you. like, hey, you know, this cleaning service that I've heard of and this one, I don't personally know them, mm -hmm. but I've spoken to them on the phone and I've gotten, a, you know, their names out there as doing mm -hmm. a good job. So they're insured. That's the most important. Give them a call. So I do push the work on to other people. And I was thinking that to myself today. I'm like, I'm going to come up with some program where I can sell these leads. Because <laughs> I give a lot of them away. And no, it's not a bad idea, it, you know. You know, we're, we're really discussing it right now. What we want to do if, one, my husband would come back to work with me full time, you know, again. And, you know, we're just kind of seeing what's going to happen and where we're at. We have that option. But I also, I mean, I also could possibly you know i'm looking in the future of maybe possibly relocating and you know so if that happens you know but you're going to be in the same boat yeah but the, the, the staffing issue is everywhere right and staffing by the way there's i would say your number one challenge then is you probably this is what you're thinking about is whether or not you want to invest all the time and energy it's going to take to do the one thing that seems to be lacking and that is to get staff, mm -hmm. right? So yeah, well, you know, they're just—they're not applying. You can't. Do, no, I appreciate that. You I know, appreciate I can't. That. Right now, I mean, where we're at, most of our dining areas aren't open because of staff. Yeah. Our Starbucks's aren't opened every day because of staff. Yeah. 
yep. Dunkin' Donuts is closing at five. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, staffing is an issue everywhere. Everywhere. Agreed. 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 You know, and, okay. and so I don't, what, you know, I don't know why, you know, people just, that's just the issue right now. So until we get into a better situation where people are wanting to work, you know, and applying for jobs again, I think, there's not much, there's not I, much growth, you know, well, <laughs> nothing I, you can really do. I wonder why people are not working. Have you considered why people are not working? I don't know. Everybody complains about it constantly. You hear it almost every day. You know, somebody say, nobody's applying for jobs. And but why? I don't know. Maybe they're afraid of COVID. Maybe they're still scared of the COVID. Maybe they don't want to wear masks. You know, a lot of places are still requiring their employees anyway to wear masks. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. Yeah, there's several reasons why they're not, you know. I think, uh, and I may not be right here, but I think that the reason people are not working is because they don't have to. Yeah. Because, yeah. I, I mean, I start my employees out at $15 an hour, so there's no excuse for them to be like, but that's not enough. Because to be well, honest with you, they come to work. In my experience, and my experience, after a couple months, you know, they think that they need to make what you make. You know, they feel like they're doing the work in the house, and they should be making the majority of the money. You know, they want to be making, you know. So then they go out and start their own cleaning business. <laughs> I've had a couple employees do that, and I don't get mad at them. I mean, each his own, you know, like. Hey, I'll be your number one supporter if that's what you want to do. Yeah. I am her number one supporter all the time. She's now Ubering because the pandemic kind of crumbled her business. But, you know, for the five or six years that she went out on her own, I was her number one supporter, constantly giving her leads. And, you know, so I'm all about empowering other women, especially to get out and start a cleaning service because it's such a great business to be in and I try to sell my business to my employees on that level I'm like look you know you basically get to create your own schedule Monday through Friday once you're trained and you're starting to clean your own houses it's getting them through the training sometimes that is the most difficult because my training is a little intense you know I require them to follow me basically for a few days I don't want them to even do anything so you're getting paid to just follow me and take notes you know for that I basically start them on the easiest thing dusting you know I want you to learn how to use a Swiffer I want you to learn how to go high to low I want you to you know learn dusting I know you think you know what you're doing but you don't so get the Swiffer out you know dusting and then they do that for about a week I mean they get to know the Swiffer real good (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and then, then I move them on to bathrooms and they're in the bathroom, just the guest bathroom. Cause most guest bathrooms, the tabs don't even get used. So they're in there for about a week learning guest bathrooms. And then I move them to the master and then to the kitchen, you know? So it's a week of every compartment. I want you to really learn because we're in different houses all the time. You're not in the same place every day. So every day you're doing something different. Yeah. So in residential cleaning, they have to learn those houses. And when you have, at the time, when I was going through all of the employees before I let everybody, all my clients go, you know, we had 60, 70, 80 clients. That's a lot to get through, to learn. So training takes a couple months. Mm. But once they get through training, I would love for them to go out on their own 
and do their own thing because I don't like to babysit people. Like, I want to do my thing. You know, I want you to do your thing. I want you to just show up, be consistent, and do a good job. I mean, you know. You know, you know as you're talking about it, maybe becoming that broker might be more helpful. Like, imagine if you, you say you know five other cleaning companies mm-hmm. and you just went and said, hey, you guys want to do a mutual finder's fee. So if I send you a client and you get it, you send me a client and I get it, I'll send you $10. You know what I mean? Because now you're, and you know, you ask yeah. five and three say yes. Well, then you know who three you're going to be referring. Mm-hmm. And so now you're doing the right thing, which is, of course, mm-hmm. identifying somebody who can help a potential client out because you can't. That's a good thing. And on the other mm-hmm. side, you're helping out that person, the cleaning person, and then they're going to reciprocate by doing the same for you. Now, all of a sudden, you're trading $10 bills, which isn't a terrible thing when it's a referral fee, you know, because there's not a lot of money in this, right? So the more people you can refer, and all of a sudden, and that is, I mean, that is, that is like the most rudimentary, basic <laughs> explanation, real dumbed down explanation of what a franchise is. But that's kind of the whole notion behind it is, well, that's not really franchising, but it's kind of like that whole thing where you could become the aggregate, the one place where everybody goes to get cleaning. And then you're just breaking it out to subcontractors. Like you're the general contractor and you're subcontracting all, all this other work for everybody. And then you're only taking a small percentage of the pay. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of keeping everybody engaged because they're 1099s of their own employee. I don't know. Yeah. I like the whole idea. I was just talking with a friend of mine who cleans homes in Boston and she's having the same issue where staffing is the number one. Because in order to entice a full-time employee potential, you have to be able to afford a full-time employee. Mm -hmm. And that's a lot of money, especially Mm -hmm. at $15 an hour, right? I mean, that's pretty good bank that you have to shell out week after week. (laughs) week. (laughs) And so you almost have to, simultaneously get up and running to be able to create that kind of income without having to spend that kind of income so that you can spend that kind of income to create that kind of income. It's just weird. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I know that one of the things that we were talking about, Lakeisha and I, was this idea of using her friend network. So she has a bunch of friends, a bunch of girlfriends, a bunch of family members, cousins, aunts, you know, whatever. And just having that initial conversation of saying, hey, would you be interested in taking on a cleaning job one day if I have it come up? This is the pay you get. It's a nice, you know, a couple of hours and you make 30, 40, 50, but whatever it is, would you be interested if can I put you down in my book as somebody I can call? You know, it doesn't take, how many do you need of those, right? 10, 15 of those. And then you have a job that comes up and it's happening. They need it to happen on Friday, but you're already booked on Friday. You say, hold on a second. You start calling all these friends that you had already Mm pre-asked. You get somebody to say, yeah, well, I can do it this Friday. What time do I have to start? You have to be there at 10. Well, I'm going to take you two hours. She's really nice. Yeah, perfect. I'll do it. Call her back. Yeah, I'll take the job. Now, all of a sudden, while you're making money on Friday, doing your job, somebody else is also making you money on Friday doing their job, mm-hmm. right? And it's just a way to baby step scale into that place you need to be. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I just got, I think at this point in time, I've just gotten to the point where um, I kind of created a really good business for myself. You just want to stay there, <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. Like I sat down basically and I'm like, all right, this is how much money I want to make a year. So I need to make sure that 
I'm making sure that my clients are in this bracket and, and then, you know, to be comfortable without the headache, without the, I just got to that point after 10, I guess, you know, I know people work on their businesses for years and years and years, but I just got to that place. It's hard. It commercial business and construction cleaning. I don't care like that. I'll grow as much as I want to grow. I'll, I'll take the commercial businesses on and put employees there quick. I will subcontract them out if I have to, you know, that type of thing. But as far as residential, I just have to be a lot, just this area that I'm in, you just got to be a lot, you have to be a lot more careful, you know, you yeah, do. I appreciate that. like I said, it's all elderly people. They've got tons of prescription medications that oh, they want to no. feel comfortable being able to leave out on their dressers. I cannot tell you how many times we watch the news and they'll have so-and-so clean someone's house in the villages and stole their prescription medication, which gives all housekeeping companies a bad name, you know, makes us all look really terrible at that. Um, you know, it comes across all the time. So this stealing. Yeah. When I was, let me tell you a quick little story. When I was 21 years old, maybe 22. I mean, I was brand new to the bar scene. Let me put it that mm -hmm. way. I'd never been to a bar. So I was very new, very nervous, very, you know, I was a tall gawky kid, you know, and I remember going to a bar and there was a police officer who was off duty, who was friends with one of my friends and mm -hmm. they were at the bar with us. And so now I'm super kind of intimidated because there's a police officer right. at the table in a bar and a beer with us, the whole thing. And I remember when he sat down, he took out a roll of money in a big money clip and he threw it on the table. And so it's kind of like having keys in your pocket and you don't want to sit with the keys in your pocket, that kind of thing. Like this money roll was so big and cumbersome in his pocket. It wasn't, but that's kind of how he treated it. You know, like, oh, you know, just throw it on the table. And I remember just kind of leaning forward and I said, I don't know if that's a smart idea. And he was like, somebody going to try to take my, trust me, son, nobody's going to try to take my money. I'm like, oh, okay. You know, seems kind of ridiculous maybe, maybe 30 minutes goes by and now everybody is under suspicion emptying their pockets because somebody took Stole his money. <laughs> I have never laughed so hard in my life. It was just the irony times 10. You know, it was this whole big brassy guy like, Who, don't you dare. And then he turns his back for a minute to flirt with the waitress and his money's gone. And you know what? I'm just thinking of that story because the reason I'm, I'm even thinking about it is because what you're saying is about the medication and stuff. And I'm totally seeing it. And I'm like, wouldn't it be nice if you could have two things? You could have a stranger come into your home to clean and provide a service. And you could be careless with your things. Wouldn't it be nice? Yeah. And see, my clients can't. So you can't. Well, yeah. You can't. Well, they can with me. <laughs> well, you shouldn't even with you. I think the answer is just simply that you can't. And you mm -hmm. need to instead be mindful that you've got to lock your stuff up. The valuables need to be locked up. If you're having somebody come in your home, a plumber, mm -hmm. an electrician, the roofing guy, a housekeeper, delivery service, lock up, hide your valuable stuff. I get really just stressed out about this thieving thing because I think that I know that if we made it so that it was super hard to steal, most people wouldn't steal. Mm -hmm. Right. So we make it too easy for people to steal from us. 
Yeah. You just make it too easy for them. And well, most of my clients have cameras. Good. Homes. Oh, excellent. So that's actually really nice to know that they have their cameras. But you know, what color are they? I'd spray paint them like a neon pink. I'd put like strobe lights <laughs> around them so everybody sees the camera. <laughs> no, they're they're right there. You know they're there. Good, good. <laughs> you know they're there, but I don't have to worry about it. Like I've said, I've had most of my clients for years, so yeah. they do feel comfortable with me in their home, and I want them to feel comfortable. To be honest with you, I want that type of relationship with my clients. You know, because when my mother passed away, so many of them stepped in as like other moms, you know, and we just have relationships. Now, a lot of it is business. It's a business regardless, you know, but you do want that. You know, I do bring that Southern hospitality, I guess, you know, sometimes I think they just want me there to talk, you know, <laughs> they just want someone to talk to for the day. So I'm here to talk about whatever you guys want to talk about anything, you know, but because sometimes they will follow me around from room to room to room while they talk to me, you know, and that's what they want. And I know, you know, what clients those are. So I make sure I block out a little bit longer. You know, it's gonna take a little bit longer I'm going to make today. less money today. <laughs> yeah. But I guess I've just gotten to the point where I've just gotten really comfortable where I'm at, through, especially during this last year. And I'm like, I kind of like it. I kind of, you know, I'm, I'm loving not having as much stress as having to deal with, you know, the employees and that, co you know, costs a lot of money to have an employee, you know, not only does. Them, but the supplies that they go through, they're not as nice to your equipment as you are. And we have pro team and, you know, shark. And so, you know, training them, you spend more money training them than you do anything. So I can't tell you how many times I train employees for weeks and then they just quit. They're like, that's too hard on my body or, you know, it's always something in the car, you know, so I'm hoping, I mean, I really do hope to eventually get to the point where I can have a separate company car. And then at that point, start the hiring out phase of having a team. But right now, I'm just kind of, you know, playing it day by day, comfortable where I'm at, probably too comfortable sometimes, but, you know, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I guess I've just created a business to where I can be comfortable finally, you know, it's like, okay. No, I I've appreciate got a really that. good client. I know where I'm going every day. Do you um, want more clients at this point? Can we send anybody to your uh, website? Well, <laughs> at this point, unless it's commercial or it's construction, I'm really not taking on any new residential clients. And I'm pretty booked. I've got a waiting list as well with residential clients. So anytime somebody calls out, I'm able to call somebody. Nobody really calls out, though. <laughs> so it doesn't happen very much. I'm always like, they can call out and go to the day off, but they don't call out too much. So, which is a blessing. You know, it's a complete blessing to you want a day off. <laughs> but um, no question. No question. I'm sorry. I said no question. No, I totally understand. So you're not looking but for I am on Facebook. I have a Facebook page. I go on there and I keep it up periodically. I don't post a lot of my clients' homes on there and stuff yeah, just out of privacy reasons. I will post a, a dirty before and after pictures here and there of some things, but um, yeah, those are fun. I'm not the kind of yeah. person to post tons of unless it's construction cleaning and stuff like that, commercial. Yeah. Um, I'm on Instagram a little bit, you know, I'm learning social media more and more. <laughs> It's starting to be the thing. I mean, I'm word of mouth. That's how I get all of my business. So when people call me, if they're not referred to somebody, I normally don't take them. So that's honest. I only take people who are referred to me. So um, oh, that's I'll talk pretty to nice. them and I'm really nice. And 
Yeah. I ask them like, you know, the questions and then I ask them who referred them. And if they say, oh, well, I just Googled you or something like that, I'm like, well, oh, I'm really busy. And, but if well, a client if they, has referred them, what I if will they say, them. I heard you on the housekeeper's podcast. I mean, isn't that a good referral? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Definitely. Well, I appreciate you coming on and I'm very excited to have met you and to thank you. Learn all about what you're doing. It sounds really it's been a crazy ride for you, it seems. And look, it is for all of us, right? It's uh but ten years yeah. of being in the housekeeping business is really, really impressive. Really oh, impressive. Thank you. Well, so it's, it's been fun. It's gonna be another ten more years. So I was gonna say, don't throw in the towel, you know. Yeah, you can no. quit. Just quit tomorrow, right? Like every day, yeah, just no, keep no. in mind. You can quit. <laughs> just wait till tomorrow. You keep that in mind, you'll be fine. No, I think it's super fun. And I'm very happy to have you on and talk about this. Because, I, you know, it's funny. You can see housekeeping businesses anywhere. The idea of cleaning restaurants and cleaning bars and then cleaning houses and cleaning for the elderly, cleaning for young couples. The idea of losing your business in the summer months. And then I've never heard of, and peace and love, because I've never lived and worked in Florida. But where I'm from, we get Christmas bonuses. We don't get fired because of Christmas being in housekeeping. But I guess sometimes. Well, you do in some industries. Now, I, I guess so. Christmas is definitely a good time of year for me. But yeah, but yeah. you do have your younger, you know, especially your college students for sure that are like, um, excuse me, I can even, you know, I need. <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to get my mom something this year. So I definitely can't afford the housekeeper, but. Yeah, no, that's true. That's fair. That's fair. Anyway, thank you so much for coming on and sharing everything. I really appreciate it. But that's it. That's all the time we have today for the Housekeepers Podcast. Again, if you like this show, please subscribe, share, like, comment, tell all your friends about the Housekeepers Podcast, because the more people hear about and share and talk about the Housekeepers Podcast, the more we're able to have fantastic guests on, like Dana Khan. If you're in Florida, just go buy, she'll buy you a coffee. No, she won't. Well, if she, <laughs> why not? You can afford a coffee. No. But so thank you, Dana, for coming on. I really appreciate it. And that's it. Oh, one quick other thing just about the leadership, Housekeeping Leadership Academy. If you are interested, I had some inquiries today. So just keep in mind, the Housekeeping Leadership Academy happens on Thursdays at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So if you're interested in joining us on, on the Housekeeping Leadership Academy call, please send me an email at info at ralphpeterson.com or you can just DM me on any of these social medias and I'll get you all hooked up for that. Otherwise, thank you. Goodbye. That's it, the Housekeepers Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning into today's show. Keep in mind, the best way to ensure that you never miss an episode of the Housekeepers Podcast is by subscribing to the show and following us on social media. For those of you who are more visually stimulated, you can always watch us record the show live each week on LinkedIn, Facebook, and YouTube. In fact, we post all of our videos on YouTube, so make sure you are subscribing to our YouTube channel. If you love the show and you want to help us out, please consider writing a review and sharing the show with all your friends and families and colleagues. And if you are looking for more information about today's guest, all of their contact information and the links to their websites are in the show's notes. That's it. Until next time, this has been the cleanest hour in podcasting. I am Ralph Peterson, and I'll see you later. <laughs>